Hello, and welcome to the Lost Hour Podcast. This is your weekly podcast discussing movies, television, and all kinds of other entertainment stuff. Um, and uh, joining me, as usual, for this impromptu episode uh, is uh, Eric Sayor, my co-host. Hi, it turns out trying to have two guests at the same time takes a lot of organization, and we're, we're not super good at that. Nope. Nope. We would be but, terrible running an airline. Um, just yeah. but but we'll you'll get that great episodes we're pl- we're planning in a in a few weeks. Yes. It's coming. Hopefully. I really <laughs> hopefully yes. <laughs> this could be another claymation episode. Or we don't know. Um, uh, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. I didn't watch Kangaroo Jack for nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, did you watch it for nothing? Really? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it counts as watching a movie, but we'll get into that <laughs> on that future episode. Yes, yes. Um... <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyways, uh, Kangaroo Jack's actually a very good segue into the movies that we're probably going to be discussing this this episode. Um, because the subject uh, that I came up with while looking through what's coming out this month is January movies, um, which is kind of arbitrary because what that means is kind of changing. But January movies, and to some extent February movies, are basically movies that have been dumped by studios into those months because they don't think they'll get any money out of it, so they'd rather bury it and then get the insurance money out of it. <laughs> Um, and that's most of what comes out in January, uh, especially in the States. I don't know if the scheduling's similar in Canada. Yeah, like, we, we get the same big movies at the same time, like, everything that has, like, more than $10 million budget, I'd say. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything that's when wide release we get at the same time, and every, the smaller stuff, we maybe get a few, few things that came out late December in the U.S. That's why maybe I'll have a, uh, a, a movie that for you was 2017 on my 2018 list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll release it in New York and LA here, and then call it 2018 when it's yeah. more of a 2019. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So yeah, like, and for those who don't know what I mean by dumping a movie, um, studios are aware of the quality of their films <laughs> before they put them out. Uh, they are lying to you if they say otherwise. Um. And they know what they have, and they that's why they have test screenings. Um, so they know if a movie's not going to do super well, usually. They're pretty good at that, yeah. m- most of the time. Uh, like, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that's, like, if and if someone's going to see a movie in January, they tend to watch, like, uh, something that's, like, Oscar-nominated or just won a Golden Globe or something, so you don't, you don't want to go against, like, <laughs> every single award show that are happening in the same two months period, mm-hmm. which is so so. Uh, that's why, like a lot of October November movies that tend that get nominated will stay in theaters for so long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but yeah, it's January movies tend tend to really be bad. Like yeah. February has been better in the past few years. Like we it had has. like a. Yeah. Kingsman and John Wick 2 and stuff like that and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. 
And we've had some good Januarys. Uh, Get Out was a January film, as was Split. Um, but like that's a those are oddities. Both of those films, um, and we might have one oddity, but it's it's related to one of those films, so that's why it yeah. might be. Um, so yeah, like we haven't had that, but it, you're right. Like February has sort of been getting a getting a, a resurgence as a you know just a lot of different studios trying things out, and even though I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the Fifty Shades movies are good films. Um, they do well in February, which is which is why they kept making them, because it's a February release and it's making money. Why wouldn't we make them from a studio point of view? Um, so, yeah, the, things are changing, I would say, in February land, just a little bit. <clears throat> and the thing that brought this on for both of us is the... Uh, an, an excellent trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So the the first film on the list from where we are recording now, because the first week of February or January has already passed. Um, it doesn't really count. It's really just December hangover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's still it is its own week. But the first thing on this list is uh, the movie A Dog's Way Home. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, pause right now. <laughs> Go watch the trailer. And watch, like, half the trailer, because it's, like, way too long. It is. It's, like, the whole movie in a trailer. I don't know what's left. (laughs) I can't imagine, like, I would imagine the dog becoming friends with a mountain lion must be a whole subplot. Um, (laughs) Because, oh, my God, the the CG mountain lion... (laughs) It's so bad. It looks like something from the '90s, or yeah, or even the '80s. Like some of the some of the visual effects just feel very dated and very cheap. And it's like, wow, nobody no, nobody cared on the on that part of the movie. Um, yeah, like there's just so many little things. It feels very cliched, uh, just from the first yeah. trailer. And I, I think it's a sequel to another dog movie I haven't seen. Uh, I, I I'm not sure. It? Like, who knows if it's a sequel or an imitation or, like, just another one in it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it might be part of the uh, the dog CU, um, as yeah. I'm calling it. Um, Maybe we'll knows? see the, the other dog from the other film. <laughs> I can't wait for the Infinity War where all these dogs come together. Um, that'll be great in, yeah. in 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's like the same author as A Dog's Purpose, which is a movie I never saw because it was like a dog that died eight times and it just kept on reincarnating as another dog. And it was like, no, no, I won't. I won't go through this. Why would you do this to me? Why would you make me watch dogs die on screen? Um, no, thanks. I'm good. Like. Like I don't know, I don't think I can read the book from the point of view for of the dog. Like I, mm-hmm. I can never do that. No, that would be <laughs> unless it's like, like a very farm. like surreal yeah. existentialist experiment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, <sighs> like if you're just like doing a dog's life and like, huh? Isn't it cute that the dog knocked over that vase? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Get an actual dog. <laughs> Have a dog play with that dog. <laughs> just watch, watch dog. I mean, honestly, just watch dog videos on YouTube, and you'll probably have exactly. a better time than watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you're if you're allergic to dogs, 
still watch dog videos on YouTube. <laughs> so, so how many times did you have to see this trailer? Because I think you went to the movies a few times during the I break. Went, I went to Into the Spider Verse twice, so I've yeah. seen this trailer twice on a big screen. <laughs> like half the reason I don't want to rewatch Spider Verse is just because I don't want to see that trailer again. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just wait and see it at home. Well, that one and that then the uh, the religious film, that, the whatever it's called, uh, uh, Overcomer or whatever. Um, that's the other one that I was like. Oh, this is a really bad-looking movie. It it just doesn't seem interesting to me. Um, and I don't know if that's coming out this month or not. But that's another trailer that was on Inter- Into the Spider Verse. And the moment it came up again, I was like, "Oh, this trailer, this 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 film, this film exists." I'm gonna go refill my drink now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I saw that, but I don't remember it. The one I do remember is uh, another movie that comes out that same weekend. Uh, the Upside. Yes. Which, which is the movie I want to talk about because it's uh, a remake of, uh, I think, the biggest box office French film ever or something in the top five. Right. Like, a movie that made like $450 million, mm-hmm. including like maybe one of those millions was in the US. So, like, mm-hmm. a movie that you. I don't think you have you heard about. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good movie. Like it's it's uh, at this point for me it's more like a phenomenon. If you speak to a French speaking person, mm-hmm. uh, they have seen this movie and they probably liked it because it's very like easy and enjoyable. Even though I don't, I didn't think it was that great just because it had so much hype when I finally saw it. Right. Uh, I think it's like it's just a good drama, feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're remaking it with uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. which, honestly, good picks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also that movie doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't. It looks, it looks very much like, okay, I'm never going to watch this, like, ever not even if it's streaming on HBO, but I'm, I'm okay that there is somebody who wants to watch this. I guess I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just seems very uninspired to me personally. Um, and I'm noticing something: the the French seem to have an obsession with paraplegics or people with no <laughs> with no motor function, because uh, the Diving Bell and the Butterfly is also one of the, like the biggest movies ever released in france as well am i incorrect or uh, I, I i need the french title of that uh because i don't uh what is, what is the french title the scaphandre oh yeah, yeah 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 okay okay i know that i know that one. yeah although um, i haven't seen it yeah um but anyways like there's there seems to be a a thing i guess i don't know why why it is that that way um that one's more dramatic i guess um but anyways um i don't know like brian cranston's a good actor i guess and kevin hart looks like he's trying to be more serious so that's that's a thing i guess that's praiseworthy i don't know yeah. but i don't know i'm not gonna see this film ever. i don't know I, 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 like uh, the original film is the one thing the original film is great at is like building these characters through like those actors and um, as funny as I think Kevin Hart can be, I don't think he has the charisma of uh, I need 
I, I don't can remember his name, but um, I don't think he has in neither the curse nor the gravitas of um, of Omar Sy, the, the actor that plays the um, the the black man that is hired to help the paraplegic paraplegic mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Anyway, so it's I don't know. It's another one of the in the line of like bad remakes of French movie. <laughs> the, the one that always comes to mind for me is uh, the Taxi remake with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. Wait, that's a oh, that, I didn't know that was a remake for French oh, yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, it's um... uh, actually uh, in France. It's a big series, kind of. I think Taxi Five or Six came out this year. Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is something I did not know about. This is uh this is life changing right here. Yeah. This is that's crazy. No. In in the upcoming episode, we're gonna watch a couple of French comedies. I want to make you watch. We're gonna watch the original Taxi, and I think it's still very entertaining. It's like a good action comedy driving film that makes absolutely no sense, and it's really good for that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually very excited for that. I don't. Yeah, that's that's fascinating to me. That that's that's a thing. That, yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Remakes of French comedies. It's I don't just just distribute it here with subtitles. It will still work. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's a that's yeah. I don't know. I'm not excited about that film. Are you excited though about a film starring the Bobby Yeager himself, <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves in Replicas? Um, have you seen this? Is that the movie with Winona Ryder too, or is am I missing? I don't mixing? know. Alice Eve is in this film. Okay. Which is coming out next Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've seen anything. I've heard the word replicas, and I've heard about Ken Reeves being in it, and that's it. Yeah, I... it's. It it reminds me of that Johnny Depp movie where he becomes the internet. That's the only way I can describe that film. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh no! Okay, no, that's that's a really bad. Sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, I said that you're like I know what movie he's talking about. Um, with the fucking uh, the original Mandarin from Iron Man three. Uh, yeah, like it just I don't know. It looks it looks really bad, and the poster the poster is something. Um, I'm gonna share it with you because yeah. Um, Let's see. It's going to be in the Facebook. So, but yeah, it just, no, just why? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know. And it's, it's like, I think I, why do people, how do people get to make those movies? I don't know. And I'll never know. And probably some of them are just like, <laughs> um, just uh, for money laundering purposes. <laughs> I mean, that has to be the answer. Um, wow, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, uh, a name that has been associated with many bad films and many good films. Uh, he produced Bumblebee, and this is his follow-up to Bumblebee. Um, yeah, that's why I saw a trailer because I did see Bumblebee, and this was this was up there. And I I was like, why are you showing this in a theater? This is this looks really bad. Um, even for like bad January movies, because um, I feel like even those movies, there's like a different quality scale. 
Yeah. And there are the gooder, there are the better ones, and then there are the ones at the very, very bottom that you would never see ever in your entire life. Um, and this seems to be down there at that very bottom. Yeah, no, it's a movie that I don't feel I'd ever remember its existence. If, mm-hmm. if, if in like one month you tell me, do you remember when we talked about replicas on our show? I'd say maybe. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be all my answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, there's a bunch of other stuff uh, coming out. One starring the dad of the Australian from Pacific Rim. Okay, that's a, that's a thing. Um, I don't know why that's happening. And then on the basis of sex, um, which is perfect because we're going to have an episode coming out pretty soon. I think on Oscar bait. Um, This is an Oscar bait movie. (laughs) (laughs) That this is, yeah. I'm not gonna see this. Are are you gonna see this at any point? (laughs) Uh, Unless I hear it's very good, which I haven't really. I probably won't. I like like I like those actors, Mm -hmm. and I can't bring myself to care. Yeah, it's like. Oh, she's gonna have a moment where she doesn't trust herself, and then she's gonna turn it around, um, and then this thing that we know happened in history will happen on screen because we don't have Google, I guess, or YouTube, or the ability to read. In this or country. like, it's not like there wasn't a documentary about let's say about uh, the same woman that came yes. out like three months ago. Mm-hmm, which is probably better made, <laughs> is more true to what actually happened. We'll yeah. actually give you more factual information. Um, and we'll probably have some fairly good talking head commentators really telling you what the context and what the importance of what happened is. And they'll explain it to you very well in a way that a filmmaker does not need to do it. Uh, yeah, movies like this, like, it's not that I don't, like them it's just like i don't see the point of some of them unless you really unless you really have like a message in what you're saying i don't i don't understand the impetus impotence to even make films like this you know versus something like the post which steven spielberg had a very specific message that he was trying to hit home and a very specific comment on on today and today's media and the world um versus this which just i don't know it you know ruth bader ginsburg is great yay (laughs) yeah i think in today's context of like like the supreme court of the u.s has always been like super politicized but it's not been as like commonly known as today it's always had that reputation that i think it lost in the last year few months or so mm-hmm. um and i think i don't know if there was a time to release that movie and it would and for it to do well i think it probably it's probably the right time probably yeah i could see that um yeah and then uh the next week is kind of dead because i think everybody knew that they shouldn't put out anything <laughs> uh because glass is coming out um and that's i think that's the that's the film from this January that is the outlier that might be better than anything else that comes out this month. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. A sequel to a movie we were all surprised was good. Mm-hmm. 
And we were all surprised was a sequel to another movie. Yes, that is also very good. Like, yeah, it's and the trailers have been, for the most part, n- nailing it. I would say. Um, and I- I'm seeing a lot of people who weren't as interested before, uh, who would never have gone to see an M Night Shyamalan movie, saying that they want to see this. Um, so there's, yeah, there's yeah, good it, signs for this. It's helping me convince people to watch Split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. and people should watch Split. Split is very good. Split mm-hmm. is way better than Split <laughs> you'd ever think it was. Yes, it's a it's a very well done film. It's it's I think it's I mean as someone who's recently revisited a lot of Shyamalan's work, I think it might be one of his best. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we should do a Shyamalan episode actually pretty soon. That's something that I, I haven't seen from. a lot of his film actually, films actually so. Uh, other than like Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense and Split, yeah. that's it. That's my all my Shyamalan yeah. history. I, then I think a good, I think revisiting Signs and one of the bad ones would be a good idea. And then yeah. maybe Split or Glass, maybe depending on how we, much we like it. Yeah. Um, talk about that more behind the scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see it. So, yeah. Yeah, same. Um, same. I, 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 but I don't put it in this January category, I guess. Like, I just see it as like, oh, that's that's also happening this January. Yeah. Um, between all these other movies. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. It's like, I think they thought Split was going to bomb, and it did pretty well in January, and I, they're just doing it again. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, and, like, Glass is a kind of movie that will really benefit of having, like, a weekend to just mm-hmm. itself. And there's nothing big that came out the week before, so I don't know. It's, I, th- I think it has a chance to be, like, to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to do it's gonna do well. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then... January kind of ends very quick, so we might do some other some other chat after this. But uh, these next two movies, I, I don't know where to start. Um, uh, uh, oh, the one movie that does a cool that we the two before we skip it is the Hearses. Uh It premiered at um, at a festival here in Montreal. Oh, yeah. So and I remember watching the trailer before watching another movie at that festival and being like pretty interested so uh, that's what i'm probably gonna look out for when it comes out i think it's a, a danish movie i'm not super sure but it was like a an international movie that was that looked pretty great yeah it could be it could be interesting just look, i'm just all i've seen is the poster and your your trailer review there so yeah like it could be something based off a book that that i don't know that that could go somewhere for it you know, I'm mixing it with another movie. It's a, um, it's a, a, a movie that takes place in Central America, not a, a Danish movie. But this one too looked good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, what was that? A little trailer that played before uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the kid who would be king. Yep. A movie that looks... Like absolute garbage. <laughs> it's and it's really sad because this is this is this director's follow up to Attack the Block. 
Um, oh, oh, that's that makes me sad. I hope I hope it's like okay and it makes a lot of money. Uh huh. I think this this one might secretly be really good, and the trailers are really bad. It seems like um, the cast is a lot of unknowns because it's children. Yeah. Um, outside of Rebecca Ferguson and Patrick Stewart, who seems to be doing like a cameo, um, because he's playing Merlin, but his Merlin is being played by two different actors. Um, so I don't know. I might actually see this one. Just you know, morbid curiosity. Um. Because, again, Attack the Block is fantastic, and it sucks that it's taken seven years to get a follow-up to that. Um, but I don't know. This this could go either way, as far as I, as far as I know. But that trailer was really bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it did nothing uh, to make me think, oh, this would be great. Um, it reminded <laughs> me of that Pan movie from a couple years back. Yeah. But that Pan, that Pan trailer was really good. That mm-hmm. first trailer had just a great song that made me yes. really want to watch it. Uh, for me, it was the juxtaposition with the trailer for uh, the Artemis Fall movie uh, yeah. that, to me, looked way cooler. Maybe because I'm also I'm attached to the Artemis Fall books I've read. Right. I read a bunch of them, um, and I like them. And that I think that trailer has like a good aesthetic and also a good song. But uh, the the boy who would be king trailer is. Basically, just to feel like it feels like a movie for kids. Probably a thing I'd have wanted to watch when I was ten. So yeah. maybe it's gonna do well with kids. That's that's all I can. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the, the thing. Maybe it's gonna be like an all right kids movie that a lot of adults don't like. Kind of like um. It could be the new Spy Kids. You never know. Yeah. It could be. It could be that. Um, Spy Kids isn't bad. Actually, yeah. I rewatched Spy Kids recently, and I was honestly impressed with how it aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a movie that I I did get a chance to rewatch a couple bits of it, and there's some stuff in there that was not for kids. That's you know, it's for, it's aiming a little bit higher um, than because I, I think Robert Rodriguez he knows how to play to multiple audiences um, pretty well, so. Yeah. It, to me, that movie was terrifying when, was, when, when yeah. I was like seven years old. Yeah, the thumb thumbs and the, yeah. the, the, the that transformation machine or whatever. Like, ugh. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> get who, who would be king. I don't know. Um, could be something interesting. This might be another outlier. Honestly, uh, I was hoping it was an adaptation of an like when I saw the name, it reminded me of another book I read recently that got a film deal, that, which is the girl who would be king, mm. which basically is about like uh, two girls that get superpowers. Uh, this two teenage girls that get superpowers. One uh, one it turns her good, the other it turns her bad, and they're like they see each other's lives through the other's eyes and end up just fighting each other in a superhero fight. It's very, it's a very good book, which hmm. I hope does end up getting adapted. But that's my, uh, the person who would be king reference. <laughs> okay. That actually does sound pretty interesting. Um, a little bit more interesting, honestly. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, this, we'll see. We'll have to just wait and see. Um, this next one, though, I, I assume that you have the same list that I do. Uh, Serenity, directed by Stephen Knight, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jason Clark, 
uh, Diane Lane and I always mess up his name, so I'm not gonna say it. Uh, but uh, Jaimon Hansu, uh, there I tried it. I did it. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think I nailed it. Um, yeah. Uh, so that cast, uh, the director and writer of Taboo and uh, Peaky Blinders and a lot of other TV shows that people love, and it's coming out at the end of January, so. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, if this is smart, you know, smart placement, or if this is just, this movie is bad, and they just put it here to let it die. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's a movie that got pushed uh, yes. two times or three times. I, uh-huh. I, I remember it was supposed to come out in September, I think, so I don't, I have no idea. I think it's probably going to be bad. Probably. <laughs> It might be, but it's also it's the same director as Locke, which is a movie that I, I rather enjoyed. Um, and a couple he's written a bunch of other stuff. So I don't know, but like, it is a bad sign when a movie is scheduled for the fall and then it gets moved to January. Like you can usually write those movies off. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I guess that title Serenity is just a bad luck title. <laughs> uh, whether you're Joss Whedon or Stephen Knight, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know. That, that's a movie that I can. I don't have anything to say about other than I, I, it feels like this year's gold. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the reconnaissance is not over, but <laughs> it's asleep. I guess yeah. is the, the best way to describe it. Um, it feels like maybe someone really liked Interstellar and and was like, oh yeah, let's get these two together again to make another space movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, uh, that's that one. Um... I don't know. I, I think January looks bad, and generally, <laughs> January movies will keep looking bad because that's just the time. But for yeah. I, for me, I'll say to catch up on like mm-hmm. uh, great movies from last year. Like I'm going to see uh, if Bill Street could talk this week. I'm going to see the favorite finally. Like right. I, it's time to watch good stuff. <laughs> right. That's the thing. That's the same, same for me. It's the time for, you know, not knowing till the day before that I'm going to see, uh, you know, like you said, Bill Street or any number of movies that are coming out. Um, you know, I'm still waiting on Suspiria somehow. Oh. I but I'm waiting still. Uh, I may not even get a chance to see it in the theater, but because I just I want to, just so I have a a, a right to speak about it. <laughs> it's so worth watching in theaters, actually. Like it's, I think it was it's one of my favorite movies of the year, of absolutely. And I, I wish you, I hope you get the chance. But it's not looking like it's gonna get like any big nominations, which sucks because I think it deserves like. Uh, Probably a best picture nominee nomination at the very least, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe some performance thing for Tilda Swinton. But um, but it's not looking good for its award season chances. So uh, yeah. and I think it's coming out on demand in like two weeks or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I will see it. I have Prime, yeah. so at some point. But um, yeah, it might be a while. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's a good point though. January and February, really up until the Oscars, that's it's that's my catching up on the awards movies yeah. time. Um, really. 
Yeah. And that's when a lot of it also comes out to rent and things like that. So, you know, that's how I saw Florida Project and a couple other movies from last year. Um, or the year before last. Yeah, I'm just going to take the rest of the month and catch up on stuff from last year. Because I... Yeah, other than Glass, there's nothing I want to see. And I haven't seen anything because I, uh, I was out of town during Christmas when all the movies I actually wanted to see came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that sounds terrible because Christmas is a great time to yeah. get to the movies, at least for me it has been. Um, it wasn't terrible because I was on the beach. but <laughs> I mean, that's, that does sound pretty good. That does, that does not sound bad. Um then again, I don't like the sun, so... Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like light. I actually sleep upside down. Eric, you should know I'm a vampire. Um, <laughs> yeah, you always felt to me like one of those what we do in the shadows vampires, so... Yes. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> I'm the guy that's only been a vampire for like 200 years. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah. There's other stuff in February. I do want to... Did you see the trailer for the movie Miss Bala? Is that a thing that's coming out there or not? Which so, movie? I, I, Miss Bala? Miss Bala? Okay, no, <laughs> I don't. Starring Gina Rodriguez. It's a February release, but I feel like it counts because it's <laughs> it's so, it looks really bad. And if you haven't seen the trailer for this, go look this one up as well. And here's the thing. I like Gina Rodriguez as a person, and I want her to do well. Uh, she's one of the better parts of Annihilation. Um like, are you sure that's Gina Rodriguez? Yes. Because I, I, I'm just looking at Google and she's not in the cast. Well, I think Miss Balam. Maybe it's a remake of something. I don't. I don't Ms. know. <laughs> because like, if you want, when you watch the trailer, it feels like you're watching the trailer for the remake of Shaft, um, <laughs> or something like that. Because like, the main actress is Stephanie Sigman. I, I, I don't Are you know. sure you're not mixing up movies? This is Miss Bala, twenty nineteen. Catherine Hardwick, director of Twilight. Um, I believe that's who that is. Okay, no, I'm. We're, we're talking about different movies because uh, Miss Bala is the also a movie that uh, a Mexican movie that uh, premiered at Cannes. And oh no, I'm, I'm very much looking at the wrong movie. Okay. Okay. Okay, maybe oh. it's probably a remake of that Mexican movie. It's a remake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's why. I was like, why does this feel like it's why does this feel like it's referencing something? Like I'm supposed to know what this is. Um Yeah, okay. So uh. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> I know we shat on Godzilla 56 for going through and remaking scenes. But in the modern day, if they did this with a movie full of actors who have gone on to work in American movies, this this actress yeah. who's the lead of this movie, we've seen her in other things. Am I, am I not correct? I believe I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. She's in Narcos and Annabelle Creation. Okay, that's not great, but still... <laughs> Um, and Spectre. Oh, Spectre. Yes. Um, uh, still. still not great. <laughs> not great. Not great. You gotta be honest, that's pretty bad. But still, I've seen her in things. So maybe go back in and maybe shoot some scenes featuring English characters, because I assume the story can't be that different. Because 
It's set on the border. <laughs> Just refilm any American scenes with people speaking English. Um, and uh, why are you remaking an entire movie seven years later? Uh, okay, that's the only good thing about this is Gina Rodriguez got paid. I don't know why this why this happened, why this occurred. Um, yeah, I'm I'm angry right now. That this is a thing. <laughs> Uh, it's five years old the original one yeah yeah it's not that old it's it's like it's early in the years the time to release bad remakes of movies that aren't in english i guess i guess um uh, okay um anyways this is this is uh this has been the show i guess i don't know did we want to talk about stuff that we have seen recently or do we think that we're good to uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you want to do recommendations? Uh, sure. I will. I will make sure that I bring up something. Oh, I mean, I can just say this right now. Um, go see End of the Spider Verse if you haven't seen. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. Go, go do that because it's it's fantastic. I think it's the best Spider Man movie. I think it's the best. I, I, I honestly, I need to rewatch it to be sure. Yeah. But I think it's the best comic book movie I've seen. It's up there for me. Like, yeah, like it's like it's perfect. It's like a pretty much a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's um, like any movie you walk out of and you're like, I want to watch that again. Like mm-hmm. right now, I I could just go back in and watch the next <laughs> next screening, and that would be a good time. Yeah. I've watched it twice, and I still want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> I am restraining myself from driving into town and watching it again, um, because it's just such a fun experience. Yeah. Um, I'm, probably, I'm probably just gonna buy the Blu-rays just so I can show it to people when, when I have them over, because I feel it's like it's, it's gorgeous. Movie, it's... we knew from what we saw that it looked cool and it mm-hmm. sounded great as an idea and the right. trailer was great and the movie completely blew out blew my expectations out of the water it's like it, it's it takes the character of like miles that I, I i don't know comic book history as well as you mm-hmm. or other of our friends but uh for me it just he's so believable he's so mm-hmm. well-rounded he's and the movie builds him up and goes into uh, the na- the nature of heroism in a way comic book movie don't tend to really do yeah. anymore. And I say anymore because I feel like we had that for a while. We had like the early Spider-Man films, yeah. uh, the uh, even the new one, the new one kind of. But this one just nails it it's perfect mm-hmm. this the movie is really like an examination of what it means to be spider-man yeah um which is uh, and i love the way that they handle it and and the ultimate message of the movie is that anybody can put on the suit anyone can be spider-man um as long as they get the bite they can do it and they can become a hero um and that's uh, and i think there's something about that character and how even though it's a different person in the suit you still get all those same beats that you 
love about Spider-Man and about a good Spider-Man story through Miles. Um, and I, but I also love that you still have you still have Peter there, and he's this he's kind of like a Rocky, you know, in Creed type of scenario. There, he gets to train the next guy, and you have all these other tertiary characters who are sort of reflect reflections and refractions of Peter um, and Miles to some extent. Um, and yeah, you just get all these different voices and all these different you know figures populating the movie. And it's just and it's colorful and it's bombastic, and it's a movie that I think you can take a very young child to, and a very old man to, and they will agree one hundred percent on the quality of the movie, which doesn't really exist anymore. Um, so yeah, it's. Yeah. And the one thing I need to say about it is like one of the things I really love when I watch a film that try that goes for a particular style, and it's when um, aesthetic and and uh, narrative and editing and everything fits together so well. It's like uh, style as substance instead of like how of those being distinct. Mm -hmm. uh, I think another movie that does that well this year is like a Mandy, which is completely different, but still. Uh, but yes. I think Spider Verse nails that in a way uh, no comic, no other comic book movie ever did. Yeah. Even other animated stuff like the incredibles i think this is a step above all that mm -hmm. in terms yeah. of style specifically yeah definitely it's it's yeah it's a, it's a it's virtually a perfect movie like yeah. i i try to nitpick at it uh just for you know why not and i just couldn't i just couldn't find anything yeah. wrong with it so. yeah the, the one thing i didn't like as much as like um uh the character of um uh, the future uh, anime style Spider-Man yeah. girl. Uh, I feel she feels uh, a bit too generic when put side by side with the other Spider-Mans. I just yeah. wish they'd done something a bit more interesting with her. I feel like she's just like, oh yeah, she's the sixth one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, Which, I, I, which doesn't mean she was bad. She's just like. She's just like the least interesting of them when she could have been like also as interesting as Spider Ham and Spider Noir. <laughs> Spider Ham. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. The movie was Spider Ham. Um, but no, that, no, that's a good point. She's very much the Hawkeye of this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> that, that happens. There's always a Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like that character could have had some more, but I feel like seeing as I I know that they're gonna be doing another one, I can tell based off of the ending. Uh, I feel like maybe she'll get more of a chance to shine. Yeah. Who knows? A bunch so, of other ones actually. I think they they basically are making a universe of those movies, yeah. which I guess I'm glad Sony is making good Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. I hope that they learn a lesson from this one and not from Venom. Um... <laughs> They're going to do more Venom. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it made like $700 million or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. That happened. Yes, it did. I um... paid two tickets to see that movie. Not that I went twice, I paid for the. 
For the person that went with me. To be fair, I went in IMAX, but still, I'm angry that I did it. <laughs> I should have gone to another movie and then snuck in. Um, uh, uh, okay, anyways. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a good place to yeah. end. On, uh, yeah. I do have one recommendation for this week, which isn't a movie, or first one that isn't a movie. It's a, it's a, a video game. A small video game that I don't know if you've ever heard about. It's called uh, Florence. No, I don't think I have. Okay, okay. I'm I'm just g- gonna go like quickly into it. It's like a it's a phone game uh, that takes about like a, an hour to finish, <laughs> and it's uh, all uh, a story game. So it tells the story of a from the point of view of a. A lady in like her late twenties, probably, uh, that falls in love with a guy, and just their relationship and how it starts and changes and ends, and how the she grows through it and how she lives through it, and it's a very very simple game where uh, all you have. To- you're just going through the story, doing small things, like small everyday tasks, like just, okay, you're moving in together. So uh, what do you put on the shelf? What do you put in the box? And what do you you do has no real influence on the game. It's just like a way of going through that, those events and that relationship. And I really like the style. It's all like pastel colors. It's just a very well done experience narratively that feels uh, as inspired by uh, short movies that it does by games, by by games in general, which is why I think it fits in our general talk of narrative. Uh, uh, I think it's just a really good game. I think it's like four or five dollars, and it's an hour of your day. You can beat it in the commute to and back from work, and I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like a stills and screenshots and it, it looks gorgeous i might yeah. i'm probably gonna check this out yeah. at some point um because yeah. it does look interesting um yeah no that yeah. seems like a good pick good yeah. uh, good recommendation. yeah so when we started doing recommendations we we wanted to be able to talk about stuff that wasn't just movies so that's like one thing i played over the break that i really liked so uh, i bring it here and we'll have more stuff that's maybe not movies or tv or yeah we'll see yeah i'm gonna start bringing music for when i do actually listen to music uh, every five years um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um yeah uh i think this has been a good show Um, yeah a good last minute show uh hope uh you had a good time listening to it um i'll sorry i'll go to place just you if you have any questions or you want to re- us to talk about a topic or just want to comment on our show you can email us at losharopodcast at gmail.com yep. um, you can follow me on twitter I'm at Isayer I uh, review every movie that I watch for the first time on there a small one tweet review where I try to like get into the meat of the movie in 280 characters and I think I'm getting better at those actually And so uh, follow me there and if you like or don't like the movie I'm talking about, uh, tell me. Yeah, yeah. Let him know. Let him know how he's wrong completely or right. 
<laughs> um, those are they're actually very good reviews, by the way, for anybody who's wondering. Um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, let's see, what do I want to plug? Uh, the Los Haro Network is live. This is the this is the flagship show. Um, but we have five, no, four other shows, five including this one, that are all there for you to go listen to. So go, go, go do it. Go listen to Los Haro Games, which totally isn't VGH. Um, <laughs> uh, go listen to uh, the Untitled Queer Podcast. Uh, go listen to Monster Mash, which is the other show featuring me, and Legion of Tune. All of them available through the Los Haro site, through whatever podcatchers or RSS readers that you prefer, enjoy, so on and so forth. I actually forgot about Legion of Tune. I'm subscribing right now. <laughs> The, all, all the other podcasts I do listen to, they're all really good. A Untitled Queer podcast is one of my favorites. So go listen to that one. That's my recommendation for our network podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's been the show. Bye. Fuck Roland Emmerich. Bye.